Well, welcome along to the latest edition of Forever Blue podcast. I didn't expect us to be doing one as we're recording it on Valentine's Day. Uh, and Craig Cash, who you might remember as, if, especially if you're English, as Dave from the Royal Family, sent me a text a little earlier on, which I think sums up tonight's news, which City has been banned from the Champions League for two years, um, perfectly because he says City Heart's broken on Valentine's Day. Mm. And that's how it feels as we sit here uh, doing our extra uh, podcast. There will be a normal podcast on Sunday night when I'll have members of the City Matters Committee with me to talk about issues pertaining to them. But uh, we've convened a little panel tonight to react immediately to this news. I'll introduce them to you in a second. But first of all, if you're wondering what the news is, and um, I doubt you will be because you've probably have seen it everywhere, I'll read out the statement that City have made on their website tonight. And by the way, thanks very much to charleslouis.co.uk, who are the sponsors of the podcast. Uh, they are chartered mortgage advisors, and if you want any advice on mortgages, contact them, top pros. They have a website, charleslouis.co.uk. They've got loads of info on there. They've got their own phone number, of course, if you want to talk to them and get some personal advice, which I can highly recommend that you do so thanks to them for supporting tonight's podcast so the statement Manchester City is disappointed but not surprised by today's announcement by the UEFA Judici uh, Chamber the club has always anticipated the ultimate need to seek out an independent body and to process to impartially uh, consider the comprehensive body of irrefutable evidence in support of its position. So obviously they, they were expecting this. The statement continues. In December 2018, the UEFA chief in investigator publicly previewed the outcome to sanction that he intended to deliver to Manchester City before any investigation had ever begun. The subsequent flawed and consequently leaked UEFA process he oversaw was meant and there was little doubt in the result that he would deliver. The club was formally complained to UEFA disciplinary body, or has, a complaint which was validated by a CAS ruling. Simply put, this is a case initiated by UEFA, prosecuted by UEFA and judged by UEFA. With this prejudicial process now over, the club will pursue an impartial judgment as quickly as possible and will therefore, in the first instance, commence proceedings with a court of arbitration for sport at the earliest opportunity. Now, that's a statement in full. Um, obviously, what, we're, what we've heard is that um, City have been banned for two years uh, from the Champions League and fined as well. There are all sorts of rumours as we sit here recording this that if this does go through, as uh, obviously the appeal may change things, but let's assume it does stay as it is for the moment, that there could be other repercussions, many repercussions actually. The Premier League may deduct points because if they feel that City have breached uh, the financial fair play agreement and there is one in place in the Premier League as well, then they could also administer some sort of a punishment. There's also the question of the future of the manager, Pep Guardiola. Will this make a difference to him if City are not in the Champions League for two years? Already there's been some speculation as to how long he might stay. There's also the possibility um, that players coming in as well as being restricted by City's fine, there's no suggestion of a 
ban at the moment on transfers, but whether or not players would want to come into a club, the top players that is, that is banned from the Champions League, is another question. I've even seen things which may be ridiculous, and personally I do think are ridiculous, but that's only my own view, that Sheikh Mansour might decide that it's time to walk away and that he's very disenfranchised with what has happened. There's clearly been a lot of upset from City fans with the way that UEFA introduced uh, FFP and feeling that it was always aimed at City. You've heard the booing uh, at at games against uh, UEFA, the anthem, What's going to happen now? Is that going to increase when City play Real Madrid over two games? Or is there going to be a call together of City fans and say, come on, let's win it this year, let's show them? There are a million, a million questions. In this podcast, with three fans and myself, we're going to at least look at some of those subjects. We can't profess to answer them all, but at least we can gauge at the moment, put a thumb up in the air to see what the fan reaction is. With me is a fan called David, who you haven't heard on the podcast before, uh, but is a fan that I've been in contact with and who reached out to me as soon as the news came in and said, I'd love to have my say. So he's very welcome. We're recording this podcast in Bolton at Bolton FM, so thanks very much to them. We've come to Bolton because Harlan, who's one of the regular contributors to the podcast, is based in Bolton, actually presents a programme on Bolton FM. You should give that a chance if you get the, if you get the chance as well. And we've also got Paul uh, from Prestige Car Repairs, who's a regular contributor. So we've got three proper, outspoken, opinionated, passionate City supporters. I have to say that as well. So these are not outsiders, these are City fans and myself. So the first thing I'm going to say to all three of you, I'll go around you one at a time, is just to give me your immediate reaction, how you found out, what what emotions you felt at the moment you found out, and what you think... What you're thinking right now as we sit here on Valentine's Day, on the day that this news has broken? Um, I'm sat here thinking, my wife's going to kill me because I'm not spending Valentine's in the evening with her. Um, <laughs> apart from that, um, it's no surprise. I'm not surprised in the slightest that this has happened. Uh, it's been going on and going on and going on and going on. And I've decided that there was going to be one outcome and we were going to get punished. Um, I didn't see a two-year ban coming. But if it's a two-year ban, it's a two-year ban. They've got what they wanted to do. They set it out early doors that they was going to, you know, punish us. Um, and it's, that's what they're doing. And so when you, we, when you we, heard this we, news, where yeah. were you? You were in the I was, car. No, I, was, I, was, I was working on a car and um, came over on the radio. So I, I, I ran straight over, got my computer and went to Twitter. So what did you think? Did you feel angry? Did you feel upset? Did you feel... What did you feel? I, I, I felt... Can I put it? Here we go. This is like this is gonna be big. Um it kind of got that nervous energy where you're thinking, um, this is gonna be massive this. This is this is gonna start, you know, start slowly and then it's gonna snowball. It's so when I introduced at the beginning and said this felt as big as when the shake was announced. Yeah. Was I over egging it or is, does it feel as big as that? It's it's ex- exactly I know what you mean. Um, I and I felt exactly the same. And I, again, I was at work. Someone told me the news. I was excited but nervous. Um, and I think this is the same sort of feel, feeling where <clears throat> I haven't a clue where it's going to end. Um, ultimately, let me say, as a city fan, that, and I'm not saying it's blasé, but ultimately, this isn't going to. Um, waver my support for City and we've discussed it many times and I've said if the bubble bursts overnight 
And Shapeman Show leaves, goes, we've got no money left, we end up in the third tier of the uh, the leagues, I'll still be on the terraces watching them. So from that point of view, it doesn't really bother me because I'm always going to be a City fan. Um, well, that's but, your immediate reaction. Yeah. I'll, I'll, we'll talk about a lot more things in this hour. Uh, what about you, Harlan? Um, when did you find out? Well, what was your immediate reaction? How are you feeling now? So I, I was doing something else completely. Um, not often that I do anything else other than talk or look at football, to be honest with you, but I was just literally on the phone to my mum talking. Uh, got a message... Um, a message through from Kieran, the lad that, that came to do the podcast the other week with me, and he just put me in the news about City. Then Jess tried ringing me off Dragonfly's phone, which is where she works. Everybody was all, you know, everybody was trying to let me know what was going on. And then I thought, right, I best check Sky Sports News then, or the Sky Sports School Centre uh, app. Checked it, came up straight away, and I just, I just kind of thought to myself, well, it was inevitable that this was going to happen. So, so no um, anger, no, no upset, yeah, no sadness. Anger. A bit of sadness, but all merged into one. Also, a bit like Paul, a bit of uh, not excitement, but right. We know the we know the we when know you the say da- excitement. You mean that adrenaline rush, yeah. don't yeah. you? You don't mean no, excitement. not excitement. But I mean, you know that kind of right. I'm glad now that we know what the punishment is, and it's not hypothetical anymore. It's not what will happen if this happens or that happens or the other. The fact that now we know that it's a two-year ban that is. You know, going to be investigated and, and, and appealed by the club. City say that they're very confident, think, uh, or at least that's the vibe that they're giving out. They're very, very confident that, that when it goes to this neutral, you heard the statement, that when it goes to a neutral body, that isn't UEFA, UEFA, the prosecutors, the accusers, and all the rest of it, you heard it in that statement, that they will be exonerated, that they will be cleared. Now, at the moment, we hope that will happen as City fans, but we've got to assume it's going to happen. So if it happens, is this. Is this city going over a cliff? Is this city now the ten glorious years gone? If it happens, no, if it happens, I, I think I think that if if the Premier League decide to get involved and decide that we've broken some of their rulings or whatever, which is what I can I can gather may or may not happen now, um, then that might affect us domestically. But until that, I think it's time to just focus on the fact that we've been banned from. The Champions League and European competition for two years. Not really about what happens with regards to the Premier League yet until that actually comes about because we can all get a bit carried away now and start thinking that it's all going to come crumbling down. This is just one little... It's massive, but this is just one little part of the bigger picture, in my opinion. And we've just... We're still the same club. We've got the same players. We've still got Pep. You know, it's not like he's resigned tonight and he's leaving the club now. And the Sheikh said, "Oh, I'm off back to, you know, I'm off back to uh, to Abu Dhabi, and I'm 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 not sticking around, and, and I don't want nothing to do with the club." None of that's actually been said. The club made a statement, and I think that it's you know time that we just let the dust settle on this now and then attack it with a fresh head in the morning. What's your da- David? I'm obviously welcome to the podcast. What was your immediate reaction to it all? Yeah, I agree with what Alan's just said. I think we've got to digest this here. You know, we're all in a state of shock and sort of emotion, so it's like your head's a bit all over the place. Where do we go from here? I think in a couple of weeks' time, we'll sit, you need to sign and sit back and digest it, chew over the fat kind of thing. But what's stipulating for me is, have we actually broken these rules? You know, And I know City fans might not want to hear it, but if we... Because I'm inclined to think maybe we have. Because we went from being such a club that was on the verge of going out of business here... We had an owner in Taxi Cinewatcher whose money had been frozen. John Ward was paying the wages. Gary Cook was scattering around at the 11th hour trying to get a buyer, which thankfully managed to get Sheepman Man Sonival. And the only way we could bridge the gap 
between where we were in the Premier League to breaking in that top four, which was a closed door at the time. No one was breaking into it. The only way we could do it was to overspend what our income was. When Mark Hughes was in charge and we were buying players that had a old and Colo Torre and Rocky Santa Cruz and they all rocked up at the front door Rubinio. and Tevez Rubinho. I'm sorry, but our income was not sufficient enough to go and buy them players. It was the owner who was buying them. So we maybe have actually had to break the rules here just to get in the top four. But we've had to do that to get competitive. Otherwise, it would have just been Man United and Arsenal every year fighting it out in the league. What I'm going to say, though, because my my job's sort of to argue the side of this, you know, devil's advocate, whatever my thoughts are, and I will give some of my views as well. uh, FFP was brought in, quite a lot of people, and you're saying, have said, to stop City. How, uh, so it isn't an, an arbitrary rule. It's not. I mean, but then the rule of law. If you go to a court, if you've mm. committed an offence, it's still a law that's been created by other people. So if we play in UEFA competitions, if we play in Premier League competitions, whether the rules are right or not, which is what the big debate will be among City fans, it's UEFA out to get us and everything. Those rules are there. So are you saying that that City deserve this punishment because they've broken the rules, whether it be in the way you've described right at the beginning of this process or whether it be more latterly with sort of the Etihad deal or, or you know, things that have happened more recently, that, that, that type of detail, we're not experts, we don't quite know which bit is, is the bit, but it's certainly one of those things, isn't it? I think, well, I think they must have had to to get us up there, like I said, to get us competing with not just the Europe's best, but in the English Football League, it's, well, the English Premier League itself. We must have had to do that to get up there and spend the kind of cash we were spending. So part of me thinks maybe the maybe the owners did know about it and they thought, you know what, we'll take the medicine. Maybe they did, maybe they, did, maybe they knew this day was going to come. We don't know that. But maybe they thought, well, do you know what, we'll take the medicine, we'll take the slap on the wrist, we'll deal with it. You know, all I know is Sheikh Mansour is backed by a sovereign wealth, isn't he? That's what I think UEFA have got an issue with. We're being backed here by someone who's got sovereign wealth. That means we're very powerful. He's going to go away now and he'll have the top brass on this. He'll have the best you can get. So he's going to, I should imagine they're probably going to, well, by the statement, they're going to fight it all the way. But part of me thinks they knew it was coming. There's a reason why they sold 10% out to a Chinese consortium about six months ago. It was only three months ago they sold another 13% to an American um, equity firm, Silverbrook, I think they were called. So he sold 23% of his stake in the club here, St. Mansour. Why? Why has he done that? He sold percentages in the club here. So he sold, that's 23%, that's a lot of your business to give up in. He's still majority shareholder. We you know what, he's 75% to be majority. But he sold 23% out. I think it was 300 million for the Chinese consortium. And I think about just under 400 million, the American firm they sold out to. Well, so part of him theory thinks was... they must know it was coming. But the, the justification for doing that was to create more capital to invest in the CFG group, the ever-expanding <coughs> CFG group. So I'm not so sure that the conspiracy theory, that's what it is. Although I respect well, your opinion, um, I think in goes in that money, way. They're going to lose out on Champions League money for the next two years. Is that why they've done it? We're going to miss out on some big cash here. The Champions League is where it's at. As much as we're against it, and I've never really fell in love with the competition, and I know people mock us for that, but there's always been a bit of disdain. I think it goes back to the Ayatori incident in Ukraine. When didn't they play it behind closed doors? But they didn't it was get in a Russia. Fine. Yeah, it was the Th- that's when it started. Yeah. That's when yeah. all this started. It goes right back to then, and that's when from that day on, City fans we've never fell in love with them, and they've never liked us, and we don't like them. So they're throwing the book at us here. 
So I think it starts from then. But, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens from this. I think they're going to lose out on some big money on the Champions League in terms of, well, they do, I don't know what, they have, what the prize money is on that and what kind of money you make on the advertising and the TV deals, but they're going to lose a lot of money. So part of me thinks, have they sold certain stake in the club to mm. deal with that? The, the irony for me is, is, is that we are mega rich, yeah? We have got a lot of money. The only reason we're having to sell the stake, sell this, do that, is to fall within the laws that UEFA have put up. So if we weren't having to jump through hoops in the first place, we're self-sufficient at the moment. We've got that much money anyway. Um, you know, I'm not being big-headed when I say that. We have got that much money that we can... if. We, we can spend it how we want, and we're not going to go bankrupt. FFP was brought in, as far as I understand it, correct me if I'm wrong, was to stop teams like Leeds, where they, they, they were living beyond the means. You know, they were, were signing big uh, players on massive contracts and couldn't afford to pay them. That's what I thought FFP was for, but it seems to have been manipulated a little bit now so that it stops City basically going out with a bottomless pit of money and buying all the players they want to buy, and that's what's happened. So we're having to do all this juggling and kind of, you know, find ways, loopholes, if you like, so, so we can spend our money. You know, it's very rare that you get a business where um, you, you, you're financially restrained when you've got a load of money in the bank. You know, we want to spend money and we're not allowed to spend it because it breaks these rules that they brought in to stop clubs spending money that they haven't got. Yeah, but we've got it, so why can't we spend it? So to me, that contradicts the whole thing that I just... I, just... I, I, I can't argue with that, but what another thing that, that, that now comes becomes apparent because all three of us, all four of us, have been looking at the reaction of fans of other clubs, journalists yeah. all around the world um, who... Have arguably been waiting for something like this to leap on to to mm. stick the knife into City. How does it affect the brand? You know, because the the owners talk about the brand all the time. Um, you know, they've been they're trying to grow the brand around the world. Now, personally, as a City fan who is a diehard City yeah. fan who loves City fan, it this makes no difference to me. And on us, we might have a different view because we're in our little bubble. But you know that the world outside is going to react to this. Yeah in a very, very negative way. You know, what's your gut feeling about where City well, as a club now are? Well, it's... I don't know. I mean, it's... it's like I said, we, we need time to kind of digest it. And, I mean, look, we're an emotional club, aren't we? We always have been. Yeah. Whatever we've been through, you know, I kind of thought... Part of me thought is this day was going to come kind of thing. But I don't think it's good for the brand name. It can't be. They're trying to build... They want to make this the biggest football club in the world. I think... I think it was along those lines when he first bought us. That was his intentions. He wanted to make us up there with Barcelona and Madrid. So, it's, of course, it's not good for the brand. It's like disdain on it, isn't it, when something like this happens? Does, so, does, I mean, if people are talking about Premier League points deductions, and, and again, I know this is all subject to appeal, and yeah. City may prove, that, and, and I, let's hope that they do, that they've done nothing wrong and this, this UEFA agenda has been, been terrible. All we can do at the moment in this podcast is to react to what's happened today and where we are and assume that that doesn't happen. If Manchester City are deducted points in the Premier League and are chucked out of the Champions League for two years, 
Uh, there, there, are, there may be calls for, a, and I've seen some of the most outlandish things on Twitter already, saying the Premier League titles that City have won are now tarnished and should be taken away from them. I, honestly, that is how big this is. Paul's nodding along because he's seen some of them. And as you said, David, we're in the very early stages of this. So this will presumably grow like some horrible mushroom over the next few days. But if that type of momentum gathers, does that? do you feel that suddenly Sergio Aguero scoring that goal in 2012 is now, is now not as magical, is tarnished? Ridiculous. Is football played in an office, is it? In, uh, you know, at UEFA's headquarters? Or is it played on a football pitch in but, Manchester? But other fans what other I'm clubs, saying is, uh, will say it's tarnished. Yeah. We've won the league by playing football over 38 games like everybody else in the Premier League, in the Barclays Premier League, and we've played it better, in my opinion, on average over the last... 10 years better than anybody else in the league. But the other fans isn't will you, say not financially doped to, to do it. Other fans, I mean, what, not what, me, not what, you. What you've got to look at here is, is, is if this was, argument's sake, Liverpool. If, if it was Liverpool, that was, we'd be jumping all over it because we, we'd want a points reduction, we'd want, we'd want them kicking out of the Champions League, we want last year's Champions League rescinded because all this happened under rule-breaking. So I, I'm, I'm with you, Ian. I mean, I, I'm... I'm not saying that's right. No, it's I'm not right. You're right, though, and you're looking at it from the other team's point of view. Paul, this, what's happened here is, when it comes to the Premier League... When did financial fair play get put in place? When was it? it was Does anyone know? Four or five years ago, maybe. Yeah. It's a result right. of what you so, did. So we won the Premier League. Aguero moment was under financial fair play, was it? I think it was probably before. Mm, before. before. Yeah. Well, they so can't rescind right 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 the title. We're all right with that one. We're all right with that one. We're all right with that one. Well, I don't... How far back are they going to go? I mean, they might rescind the last two or three titles I can't believe we're talking like this but they might do mm. if they're going on the last but how far back do you go with this financial fair play business uh, to me there's always been there's never been much love lost between us and UEFA and I think it all started with the Yaya incident when I don't think they got fined you have to fact check me on that but I think the game got um, played behind closed doors but I think to do a race of chanting and we, we couldn't go and watch the game but they didn't get a fine, and it, it's called it. And they've never liked it, what I've said, because we're backed by sovereign wealth. No one's liked it. We won the footballing lottery, and nobody liked it mm. at the end of the day. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I, I've got some other choice words for it, but we're on a lot of people's chips kind of thing. They've not yeah. liked it. So, a bit like what Paul said, though, Ian. Um, we did win the footballing lottery. You're right, Dave. But like Paul said, uh, if you win the lottery in... in in real life, if you want to call it that, nobody comes to your house and knocks on your door and says, here, there's a load of paperwork there. Uh, we're going to be keeping tabs on how you spend that money. Mm. Uh, you can only go on this many holidays a year. Uh, you mm. can't buy this car or that car, but you can buy this car. Uh, you can't go out buying Lamborghinis, but you can buy uh, you know, Renault Clios and this, that and the other. Oh, and by the way, uh, you can only buy a house uh, that's less than a million pounds. Nobody does that. So the fact of the matter is we've spent our money the way we've wanted to spend it, we've not uh, blown it. They've brought we've spent it in the right way. In the right way. We've, we know, we've the money's there to spend. It's not crippled us. It, it, it's our money, so we've spent it in the right way. Mm. The, 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 the the thing I was going to sort of say, you know, when I'm opening a can of worms up here, really, I'm not. A, I'm no lawyer. I'm no lawyer, but these 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 certain things that you you see that and you hear that. 
if City decide to right, we're fighting this, yeah. Surely there's a thing where you the the I'm, I'm, I can't well, think of it. Well, no, there's, there's there's a point where everybody goes into it, and the City's lawyers are going to go right. Well, if you're having a good look at our books, we think we've been judged against. I want to see United's. I want to see Paris Saint Germain's. I, I, I forget what they call it. Is 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 where. You have to show, you know, you have to say, right, we want to see their books. This could go on for years. The thing is, if City want to, they, they could make this go on for years and years. And surely they can't ban us until we've gone through this process. We could it. drag it out for 10, 15 yeah, years. Are, are PSG in a similar boat to us and their fans are going to be thinking, hang on a minute. I mean, I know nothing's been said that they, that they are being investigated or whatnot. Is this going to open up a can of worms for them? But I personally, even though when we were a smaller club still and we knew that PSG were going to be invested in, even we were a bit like, oh no, a bit another big club. We are a smaller club looking up at the bigger club. Um, but are we in the same boat as PSG in the fact that we've both been almost kind of, you know, whacked with FFP, FFP this, FFP that? And Liverpool, United, Arsenal, Chelsea, a bit like David said before, have never even, you know, well, how did they win that, or how did they do that before FFP was even a thing? Because in the late nineties, early two thousands, nobody knew what FFP was, so they might have been doing it, but there were no rules there to say you can't do it. But Black I personally, I personally yeah. kind of see PSG yeah. as a bit of a, a bit of a brother in all this, the brother yeah. that's not been found out, yeah. uh, or the brother that. I agree, Alan, because they're not. I won't say PSG are a big club. They're only found in the seventies, weren't they? They're not been going long. No. They're not, they're not, you know, I won't say they've got a massive fan base. I agree with Harlan there, what he's saying. And Blackburn always wouldn't have won the Premier League title in 95 if this was around. Because no. Jack Walker had what equivalent to now. He had a potless amount of money. He's thrown it at it to win him a Premier League. So they wouldn't have won it, would they? Chelsea. If it was around Ch- Chelsea. With Roman Abramovich. If financial fair play was around then, mm. well, what have they been allowed to do? What they've? So I don't know. It's a tricky one. I'll ask this. If this was Barcelona tonight, would have they done it to them? Or Real Madrid, or let's even say them lot across the road, Manchester what, United. Real Madrid from Champions League. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, it's not happening, is it? Exactly. That would that would have never happened because they're exactly. European royalty. Yeah, exactly. And the fact of the matter is, we're not European royalty. Yeah. Therefore, we're a disposable. Yeah. Bit. If you want to call it that, that. I don't think you would have if it was Barcelona Madrid because they're the darlings of Europe. Sorry, they're the darlings of Europe, aren't they? So yeah. maybe they look to us to sort of use it as a tool to. I don't know. What I will certainly say is that FFP, I agree with with some of the sentiments that you've come out with, and I think this is a, a universal agreement among City fans, is that FFP, it feels, was brought in at the behest of the cartel of big clubs who were already at the top table. And a bit like some golf club, uh, that says uh, that fellow who won the lottery down the road. You yeah. use the lottery analogy. I want to be a member of your golf club, and they're going. Oh, we don't want the likes of him in wearing our his, club. Wearing his shell suit on yeah, the on absolutely. The green. Yeah. So, yeah. so we, we need to bring in some rule now. Now, what rule can we bring in? We'll bring in a rule that says that um, if Manchester City signed three centre-halves in one win, that's against the rules because that's what they did, almost retrospectively to stop them. So I think, I certainly personally believe that the FFP rules are completely unfair uh, and that City are are very unfairly being treated by that. Not just City, 
uh, but but other clubs. I mean, I, I remember when I was at the BBC interviewing uh, the chief executive, I think it was, of Wigan Athletic, and uh, and obviously Dave Whelan invested a lot there and got Wigan from Springfield Park into a brand new stadium, that which another share with the Rugby League Club, uh, and then went on to be in the Premier League and, and beat City in the FA Cup final. And they wouldn't have been able to do that without Dave Whelan's money. And at the time when the Sheik had first come in, I remember doing an interview with the chief executive saying, you, as a Wigan athletic person, must actually be against FFP and think that this is actually good because without it, where would you be? I was astonished to find at that time, he may have changed his mind now, that he defended the FFP argument. Now, you know, I live in, in Oldham. Uh, so Oldham Athletics on my doorstep. You've yeah, got Bolton Wanderers. Old, I was brought up in Oldham, weren't I, as well? Well, you've got Bolton Wanderers on your doorstep, Harlan, and you do a lot of covering of them on Bolton FM. Yeah. Bolton Wanderers almost went bust. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oldham Athletic is struggling like mad. Berry went bust. If The, the way FFP is, is if somebody came in and said, right, I'm buying Oldham, I'm buying Rochdale, I'm buying Bolton, whatever, Berry. They couldn't do that. They couldn't come in now and, and make that club great. Now, me, as a City fan, yeah, yeah. who has enjoyed this last 10 years and thought, oh, God, aren't I lucky how privileged I am? I can't put on pinch me time and everything. I would not begrudge Birmingham City suddenly announcing tomorrow that they have a new benefactor who's now going to catapult them and that in two or three years, they're one of the big four in the Premier I'd have no problem with that. So, so I, I do think very strongly that FFP and UEFA have got this completely wrong. But the reason I ask the questions to you and get your reaction from all this is because I'm trying to, to, to look at it from the outside and look at how the world is going to react to this. And they're going to have very little sympathy for the situation that City are in. Only City fans will look at it this way. Everybody else will go, good, pick up starts, get rid of them. And that, and that, I do feel, is an overwhelming feeling out there. For me, if, if this Newcastle um, takeover went through tomorrow, I personally wouldn't be that bothered about that. I'm on the same page as you there. I think we all agree that, that, that investors are going to make the Premier League bigger and better. If everybody gets invested in, eventually, in the next 20, 30 years, the Premier League is going to be booming. It'll be really competitive. I'm not saying that I want to become the Juventus of the Premier League and win the league every year with no competition. I want to win the Premier League and feel like we earned the Premier League title. Now, I loved it when we won the Premier League the way we did in 17-18 and we walked it. They argue Liverpool have walked it this year. In terms of points, yes. In terms of quality of football, no, not for me. But that's for a different podcast. But as far as I'm concerned, I'd love it to be where... You know the top six or top seven teams are all in with a chance of winning the league. It's all down to the quality of the football, and all them teams have got a bit of money behind them. They can all buy great players, improve the quality of the league, and then when you go to places like Bramall Lane, the Sheffield United fans get to see the quality of these players, and it, and it's and it's fantastic for everyone. If Newcastle got bought tomorrow, I wouldn't be jealous because they've got another one in the club. I'd be saying, "Welcome to the club. Let's go make the Premier League a better league." And of course, the other thing I I want to say is that. Um, certainly in terms of City's owners, they've come in and done, as far as I'm concerned, everything right Absolutely. in that they've built this fantastic academy, mm -hmm. they've invested in women's <clears throat> football, mm -hmm. they've built a six-form college, the Connell College, close by. They're going to be building uh, all the infrastructure around the stadium. Um, the, there's been housing built and they've been very honourable in terms of things like the club badge, which they put out to uh, people to, to uh, yeah. be involved in and, and re resorted to a lot of the traditions. Unlike some owners who've gone into other clubs, like 
at Cardiff who changed the, the colour of the shirt from the, the bluebirds into red because that was what the owners wanted. Our owners feel as if they've respected the, the city fans and really had a big... A big um, view on that, which I'm very, very proud of, actually. Now, that's not me just blindly following the club. I do some stuff which the, the club pay me for, but I don't, I'm not employed by the club. So these are my views as a long-standing fan, mm-hmm. and, and I, I am very, very lucky. But what I fear now, and this is another part of the, <clears throat> the debate, is that we might, as a club, be on the precipice, if we've not already gone over it, of a cliff where... We lose the best manager, as far as I'm concerned, that the club's ever had. One of the best coaches has ever been in football. Um, that, you know, we don't know what, what the ownership are going to do if this thing goes through and they lose it. And this is what we've got to anticipate at the moment, that they don't win, despite being uh, very, very confident about that. And because of all this mud that's being thrown at City, that the brand, you know, is, is damaged. And that the, the, the tourists, you know, the, the more casual fans that we talk about, and I hope not too disparagingly, because I've got no problem, actually, no, with tourist fans coming. But if those people desert, then it ends up being the hardened Mancunian fans. And, no, and then the gates go down, and then the whole thing becomes a bit of a snowball. That's the bit that worries me. It it worries, won't, it, like Paul said, it won't, I'll still be there. Yeah, I, I was there in the, the third tier of English football watching us at York and Macclesfield. <clears> but we've come a long way since then. I, I'll be there, Ian. You know, obviously, I'm not as old as you and Paul. No offense, you know, meant no. Um, and I don't, you know what I mean. But it, it's one of them. I do remember, you know, from maybe say 2000 up um, to 2008. So eight years pre-investment, and you know, as many years as it's been now, I'm, it's late um, uh, since the investment. And and I've seen the two sides of the coin. Um, arguably, I, I, I. I, I I prefer this side because it's a more successful side, but I loved the you know I loved the eight years before the investment as well because I got some really special moments, special players, special games, um, you know, and I, and, I, and I hold them close to me, art shirts and whatnot. The fact of the matter is uh, that, like you lot, I'll be there regardless of success, money, pep. It, it, that all matters to me now because it's what's happening right now but it doesn't matter to me in the long run because I'll still be a blue I'm going to ask you now all three of you to second guess how the rest of the City fans will react to this not just us so there's a game against Real Madrid in two weeks the away game first of course and then the home game the last I heard that game was pretty much sold out the home game against Real Madrid is that going to change? I don't mean they're going to unsell the tickets, clearly. But what's the attitude going to be like? Are people not going to go? Are people going to go there and protest? Hostile, or is it going to all going to be, come on, let's get together and show you well, a for... I, I'd boycott it, but it won't happen. You would? I'd, I won't go, yeah. I just won't go out. I just, I just You've decided as a result of this that you're not going to go? Spy. Yeah, because it's obviously designed... Look, part of me... I'm conflicted because part of me thinks we may actually have to have cheated to get where we've got to. And I know some City fans won't like hearing that. I go, what are you on about? I think we would must have had to at some point just to get up there and be competitive. It's not a slant on us. It's just United and Arsenal, Liverpool and Chelsea, they were so strong in that top four. Think back, lads. For about 10, 10 11 years, it was the same top four before the season kicked off. Yeah. So yeah. the only way we could get in there and compete was to overspend on our income to get up there and challenge. So we have had to cheat in a way. To go up there because it would have just become boring. Gary Neville said it a couple of seasons ago. He said, "I think it's great in football what's happened at City." He said, "We're doing it at Salford City." He said, "It's a new challenge. It's great in football when this happens." You know, I mean, I boycott the game. I won't go out of spite because we don't like them. They don't like us, but it won't happen. 
people will go, won't they? You think you'll be the odd one that doesn't go? Yeah, the odd one. But what I think the majority will go, I think. How will the fans react? <sighs> I, I don't know. Yeah. The, 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 put it this way, there's not going to be any fans that are going to be as honest as Dave's been about the fact that there could potentially be a rule break here. Uh, we all like to think that that's not been the case. Nobody really likes to admit that there's a, ever been any wrongdoing. If there is, then there is. If there isn't, then there isn't. It won't change my opinion of the club. We've all already stated that it won't change our opinions of the club. The owners, the players, or the gaffer. So um, when you go to that, are you going to go to the Real yeah. Madrid game? Yeah. So have you in the past booed the anthem? Have you? Yeah. Every time I've every, every time out? I've been since that CSK Moscow game, and I realised how corrupt the competition has become, mm. and that it, it, there's no coincidence that it became more corrupt in my eyes and a lot of Blues eyes and even of all the football fans that support other clubs, even fans that don't that, that support clubs that that support teams like Oldham, that just talk in the pub with their city mates, that say, that Champions League's corrupting it, look at what they did to you the other night. It's not just us that think it. Fans of other North West clubs and other English clubs think it too. But as far as I'm concerned, yeah, the majority of the fans won't want to admit that there's been any wrongdoing. Whether there has or there hasn't, as far as I'm concerned, what will be will be. But we're going to Wembley, case or Are you still going to go to the game? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I will go. Did you boo? I always boo. Always yeah, boo. yeah, so always you boo. You two both continue to yeah, boo. Yeah, I'll, I'll always boo me because I, I, I hate your wife and 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 I, I detest the Champions League. If I'm being honest, the Champions League. You no, know, ironically, you're going with me to Madrid. Yeah, exactly. No, no, I am, I am. But the That's Champions City, though. It's, it? Yeah, the Champions League. Is a, meant to be a trophy for champions, not people who come fifth or fourth in in the division. So, but it's corrupt. It's just a basic way to get all the big hitters with all the money to be in a super league. That's the Champions League. That's what it is. I'm going to game. I'm going to go to the game Madrid, and I'm going to I'm going to sing me me heart out. Um, I'm going to. I'm hoping. I mean, I I you know I'd love as to everybody not turn up. Yeah, but it isn't going to happen. That isn't going to happen. So I'm going to go and I'm going to sing my heart out and I'm, I'm hoping we boo the Champions League anthem. We're, we're, we're noisy, we're, we're you know, vociferous. Um, we make it an hostile atmosphere and I hope we go on and win the Champions League. So this is the impossible one for us to answer because we're, we're, we are fans, right? How do you think Pep and the players are going to react to this? Oh. I, th- I think I think Pep's going to be really annoyed that this has happened. It's going to feel like one of the promises that was delivered to him won't be able to be fulfilled now if this gets upheld. And obviously his contract is only until next season, isn't it? So we're banned from Champions League for a season after his contract. So the chances of him renewing for an extra year now, for me, have, have gone. I had the idea that he might have been going at the end of the season anyway. I think we all had an inkling that that there may be that kind of Pep's going kind of thing. I you thought he'll speed that up it, or make it more certain. It could, it could do, yeah. But there's still a lot more to achieve for Listen, him at this, City this, with this, or without the Champions League. I see this as, I mean, don't take this the wrong way, but this is Pep's get-out clause. Mm. He's been saying for the, um, when quizzed by these, these stupid journalists, um, will you be at the end of the season? And he's always said, yeah, I'm doing the, the powers that be above me, they'll have to sack me and blah, blah, blah. This is the perfect way now for him to turn around and say, I trusted them guys above me. They told me it was all in hand. I'm, I was quite prepared to stay and sign another contract for two seasons, maybe three seasons. They've let me down. 
I'm walking away. This is this has left that door wide open for him now. Yeah, I, I agree, Paul. I agree. I mean, I, on the on the thing with the Real Madrid game, I'd have a sitting protest. Yeah. Stay after the game. Yeah. And sing your hearts out. Yeah. Or do it that way to try and hurt it and show you your support for City and the yeah. anger against them lot. But with Pep, I actually met Pep about about three months ago. About three about three or four months ago, and I was walking. I've been into Stretford at a recording studio, and I got off the Met. Um, and then I went to see a pal of mine and then I had a, a beer with him just on Deansgate Locks and I was walking down Deansgate and I cut up through King Street and it was about, it must have been about half one in the morning and I clocked Pep and he's with a load of Spanish dudes, it must have been two or three with him with him. And I, he must have come out of his restaurant or something I was, and I went over to him and I, I shook his hand like and I thought I may never have this moment again. Yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah. I didn't ask for a picture or a phone, I just, I weren't bothered to, to say I've shook the guy's hand and I said to him, I said, look, he had his big woolly coat on and his woolly hat, and I said, look, I said, I think you need to do 10 years here. I said, it'd be a great achievement, 10 years at one club. And he went, no, 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 no. He said, it's too cold here. I'll go to the Maldives next, he said. It's too cold <laughs> here. And I, I, I straight away from that conversation, just chatting to him, I was like, well, you know, it's been a great time and that, and, you know. Mm-hmm. But even from that convo, I thought, yeah, he, I've always felt with Pep, it was just a contractual thing. He was brought in to do a job, which is to win as a Champions League. He's never been a love affair, really. His love affair is Barcelona. He's a Barcelona kid, isn't he? He's not... It's the way it is. It's like when Tony Buck was manager, say, in the 70s, Ian. Was it the 70s or 60s? I mean, he was City through and through one. He was a love affair there. It's Tony mm-hmm. Buck. It's different with Guardiola. He's brought in to do a job to win his Champions League and he's not going to be able to compete in it next year. He's going to go. It's like it's like the he's job description go. isn't there now to be fulfilled. Yeah, the job's there if you want the job, but the syllabus... Isn't there now? You can't achieve one of the objectives that you think that the he was job is. Yeah. win the Champions yes. League. Exactly, Paul. It, 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 yeah, it, it's a tough one. The players, uh, players like Serge, players like David Silva, it's not going to affect their mindset. I don't think with David going at the end of the season, Serge probably another two seasons yet. Um, I think Vinny will be hurt as well. Let's not forget to mention Vinny as well in Anderlecht. I'm sure he'll be he'll be feeling awful because he's City through and through him. There's no doubt about it. Mm. Uh, some of the players that have come in recently, you know, I love them, but you can sell those. Maybe a Benjamin Mendes. The players that haven't got any real connection, really deep connection with us or a real deep connection with the fans or the club or you know listen, people that aren't listen Al at the end of, of the day they'll all go they're, they're not going to they, be not, there's not one player fuss. in that in that there's not one player in that squad that will go no I'm going to stick around here and do that they, if that's they're not you, playing that's where you're Phil Foden and you Taylor Howard Bellis and yep. players like that might yep they're not that the, you know your David De Bruyne's and players like that. David De Bruyne. David Who's De Bruyne. That, <laughs> yeah, we had that you combination. Know, He'd be oh, a player, wouldn't he? Yeah. Signed him. You know, <laughs> it's because my missus was talking about a meeting David Silva last it week, still be, playing on my mind. Now. It. it will be interesting now, Paul. How the how the players react on social media with this? If they, if they're going to stay quiet, if they have a remit off the club, you don't say anything, you keep quiet. We don't know what's going to happen yet. I'm sure Vinny might say something. or will at least a statement mm. of summer. It's one of the players got. I mean, Aguero. I mean. I don't know, it's coming, it's all coming to an end here with City now. We've got players coming to the end, Silver's gone at the end of the year. Mm. How long is Aguero going to be here? You know, we've had this put on our toes this has evening. Has it all been done? Has it all been manufactured, this though, to happen now? Oh, well, yeah. We're this far behind. Listen, listen yeah. this, 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 in, this inquiry's been going on for months and months and months. And it was meant to have been come out before Christmas. This, of course it's been set out to come out now. 
This is this is perfect. It has been manufactured in my eyes, and I'm not a massive conspiracy theorist, but Stop winning the exactly, it's just well, to put that, us I off mean, the track. That was, and that was what I was sort of coming game, isn't it? Of course it, is. it. When I was talking about Pep, there's also the question mark about the players. Now you've touched on it and saying that Sergio and David Silva might not be too as bothered, maybe in terms of what they can fulfil, although Aguero always wanted to think, finish his yeah, career. They're not going to be bothered in terms of what they can fulfil, him, but I think they'll be bothered because it's their club, in my eyes, not as much as it is ours, because we're the fans, but I think that they're invested in the club a lot more than, say, your Cancelos, your Benjamin Mendes. Yeah, so on that, basis, that, yeah. so on that yeah. basis, City at the moment are out, of the, well, we know, they're out of the title race, right? Mm. And so some City fans have said, once they realised they weren't in the title race, they stopped playing. They're not the same team. And all the effort was going to go into these cup competitions. Clearly, everything's going well at the moment. League Cup final, last six in the Champions League, still in the FA Cup. My question is, and this is the impossible one to to answer but I'll ask it anyway the players are human beings like we are they've heard this news today this must be devastating for them I know the professionals and other they're protected perhaps by the massive amounts of money that they earn but they are still human beings yeah. and I don't believe for one second that somebody like Kevin De Bruyne who plays with his heart out yeah. in every game yeah. is not going to be affected by no. this so just for a minute forget the Champions League bit of it just the knowledge of, of the fact that City are now under siege and the, 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 all the flack that's going to be thrown around. And they're all on holiday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're finding all out on while they're on holiday. You know. um, how do you think now in these three cup competitions, if you were a player, you know, and uh, what would you be more fired up and say, right, come on, we're going to win all three cup competitions? Or are you completely de- deflated, like some people have said City have become in the, in the Premier League? I think it'll be... The worst, the worst term to use in professional sport, whether it's cycling, athletics, football, is the word cheat. It's a horrible thing to be called a cheat. And they're being called cheats. If I'm Kevin De Bruyne, I'm taking that person, they're calling me a cheat. Because he goes for the whole organisation. he moved to that club. Yeah, to that club. To, for that money. Yeah, for that money. Yeah. So they're calling, it's like calling him a cheat. I don't see the players as cheats. I see him as brilliant players and we're very fortunate to have seen him playing in a City shirt. You know what I mean? I mean all the years going and watching the likes of Jamie Pollock, Christ, I mean, you know, this, these plays I've had here now are unbelievable, like, you know, to what we've witnessed. So they, they, part of me should think they'll probably be fired up, hopefully, and think, well, no, I'm not a cheat. I'm going to go out and show it with my footballing skills. But it's an hard one because it's the whole organisation, it's been, it's having mud thrown at it tonight. It's gone, it's gone off big time tonight for me, this, with City. This is big. This is, this is big, man. I don't think you realise how big this is. This is like... I don't know, is it... Part of me thinks it can go two ways, like Ian said, we've we gone over the cliff here. You know, we've got players coming to the end of the career, haven't we? We've had a great 10 years, Yaya's gone, Zabba's gone, the players we're bringing mm. in are not quite as good. The likes of Cancelo and Angelino. They're not, they're not spine players. Yeah, they? they're not good enough. You know, Harlan, Cancelo, Angelino, they're not good enough, mate. Even Mendy's been a disaster. So, he's coming to a head here a bit. Where does the club go next? They need a plan here now. You're telling me they've not got a plan in place. You're telling me they didn't already know this was going to come out. They must have known. Mm. Vicky Kloss must have known. She's a PR guru, isn't she, for City, Vicky Kloss. She must have known this news was going to break tonight. See, the thing is, as well, for me, surely, surely the players, the players would have been briefed if there was any inkling that this was going to break. Whether the, whether you were, surely you were for have a duty of, of care, well, not a duty of care to us, to Real Madrid, maybe, but not a duty of care to us. But maybe we... We would have been maybe told that this was going to happen today before it broke. 
Before you hear from her, her statement, we would have been told, right, we've made our decision at this time tonight, between these hours, we're going to break this news. I think weeks before, you know. Whatever. So, it's, surely... It's been out there. It's, there's been a rumour that for this me, is going to For happen. me, I don't think the players have found out sat on a sun lounger in Tenerife and like we found out at home. I think the players maybe knew that within this week that this news might break. So I don't think it's going to have been as ruthless to them as it has been to us. But as far as I'm concerned... Going back to what you said a bit earlier, just so I can finish off my point. Um, Pep might go at the end of the season, but as far as I'm concerned, I thought that might be happening anyway. So if he goes now, it's more likely he goes now because of this. But I don't think this is the end tonight. This isn't the end at all. There's a long way to go in this process yet. My head's telling me that that the brass at the club will get top brass in, like Dave said before, and we might be able to do something in this. My heart's telling me that um, that things might not. I don't know. Things might not go to plan, but my heart's also beating City. So to be honest, Champions League or not. I'm not that bothered, to be honest with you. As long as we play in every domestic cup competition, I mean, can they ban us from 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 domestic competitions? Can they ban us from playing in the How Premier League? How far does it go back? The one thing, the one thing I would say is that uh, obviously, um, you know, Dave mentioned Vicky Kloss, who's uh, who's quite senior at the club, uh, and I know her. Uh, I'm not, I've known her for a long time. She is a top top professional. I have a lot of faith and a lot of belief in her. There's obviously Soriano, who's in a very serious, a very serious, a very senior position. I meant to say. Then there are some people who are very uh, big big players who. I'm absolutely certain knew that knew what was potentially going to happen, and will have a plan. And I and I now I might be being naive in saying this, but I'm very confident that that City will know what to do and how to battle it. Uh, and and actually, I think there's a, there's got to be a good chance that if they don't overturn it all, they can at the very least reduce this ban to say one year rather than two. And suddenly, one season ban isn't as bad as a two season ban. And the time quickly goes by and before you know where you are. City are back in the Champions League. United have had effectively a ban, not obviously a ban, but they've not been in the cha- yeah self inflicted. Well, they've not been in the Champions League for a year or two, and and they've still come out the other side of it, and they will grow stronger. So I uh, maybe maybe it's just the eternal optimist in me. Maybe it's the the belief I have in in key people that I know that I have great admiration for that they can steer this ship through this quagmire. But what it is definitely at the moment is it is a quagmire, and and there will be an awful lot of mud thrown at City and an awful lot of uh, negativity of people who've been waiting for this moment to 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 you know get out there. Their uh, their pens and their quills and oh. typewriters and everything to absolutely slaughter City. I watched the two videos Ian. Sky. Well, I watched BT Sport first, and I've got issue with Jake Humphrey. I know that you've obviously uh, spoke to me about that before and said that you know Jake's a Norwich fan and he's he's a knowledgeable guy. Don't get me wrong, but I always had a feeling that he was a bit anti City me and then slimy. yeah a bit slimy and anti City and then I kind of started to think well he, in indirectly kind I think of that, that's probably a bit unfair because you don't really know him and no. I, I don't want to become personal with these no, things. no 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 the, the way that he, he he talks about us in a sense seems not not that he's slimy I mean in my opinion I believe that his conduct towards us at times and the way that he talks about us compared to other clubs 
is maybe a bit harsher, if you let, want to call it Let me it play devil's advocate on that then, because that's my duty to do. Um, I, I understand the way journalism works. I mm. worked for 25 years at the BBC. I am a journalist. Mm. Uh, maybe these days I'm known for YouTube and podcasts and all the rest of it, but at the end of the day, I'm a journalist. Um, I understand that the media... Uh, also sees City as one of 92 clubs and it has readership, it has viewing figures and all the rest of it and we are just one of those clubs and the truth has been for quite a while because we've all admitted it in this podcast that there is a world of other fans who who don't who begrudge City having had this money and having bought the seat at the top mm. table so all that Jake Humphrey or any others that you want to criticise are doing is they're playing to that field I've said this before on the podcast it's all about clickbait it's all about it's a numbers game mm. so when a story happens around Liverpool then the numbers of people who are interested mm. in it are massive this story because it's a negative one against City mm. is huge yeah. so everybody will will jump in on this story and we'll do it I don't blame a Jay Comfrey no. I don't blame these other people I think if I was employed in a different role and I was working for a tabloid newspaper or on on uh, television I would have editors and bosses over my shoulders saying say this do that yeah, ask that them. question so because that's what gets them no, numbers it, it, it just seemed like he was enjoying what he said tonight a bit much for me the way that he brought the news it seemed like they were happy that this has happened and for me that's like you wouldn't have been that happy I'd, I mean you present and you can present in my opinion you have to present without bias you have to present like you would regardless of which club it is it just seemed like tonight it was like getting there a bit in the way that it was that tone of voice and the way it was being said and it just came across to me like they got what they wanted in the end but a bit like you were aren't we all going to have to deal with that over the next few yeah, weeks until uh, if City win their appeal then does it go away will it go away maybe it will go away but in this particular period we're in now because this is a reactive fresh, podcast I mean, and it's fresh the fact is that, that people now are, are you know are going to be very emotional and, and they are going to say all the things that they wanted to say about City for a long time um Let's hope, and, and I'm going to bring the podcast to a conclusion here, but let, thanks very much to, to the three of you, oh, to yeah. Dave, to Harlan and Paul, coming out on short notice uh, to do this podcast. I felt it was the right thing to do to react to it. There's going to be another podcast coming up on, on a, in a, a couple of days on Sunday night when we have the City Matters Committee in, and I'm sure that we'll talk about this a little bit again, and I'm sure this will be a subject that we will talk about for, for quite a bit. And the next time we talk about it in any depth with whoever is with me, it might be a, a different type of reaction because by then we've seen what everybody else has said. We've heard what's, how City have reacted. We've seen City play against West Ham and, and, and uh, you know, next weekend away at Leicester. So there may be a different narrative. Then there's a Champions League game. Paul and I and John, our mate, will be going out there. I might even do an extra podcast out there because it's such a topical the thing, thing at the moment. The thing is, sorry, on that... You've just said that we've got games to play in the Premier League and we play Real Madrid in a few weeks. Forget that we play Madrid in the Champions League. We've got games to play. Let's get excited, man. We've got football matches to play. We can sit in the Etihad and watch the boys play. We can watch Sergio smack the top stanchion from 25 (laughs) yards. Let's get excited about watching Manchester City. Forget your wafer for a minute. I'm putting them out of my mind for tonight. I'm going to enjoy my Valentine's Day night on my own. With a brew and a biscuit. That's really sad on your own on Valentine's Day. Jesse's working. always been... (laughs) Guys, we've always been an emotional club. It's yeah. always been a roller coaster. Yeah. Even when we got bought out of this money, I thought, 
I remember saying to our kids, no one said to you, we'll have it for about 10 years and then something will go wrong. We don't like, do anything taxi. easy. It's typical no, city, this again. No, I mean, the, if any club could go and do what we've done for the last 10 years and go back to normality, it'd be us. Because yeah. we're bizarre. How we've many, always been a bizarre club. How many people, like you said earlier, how many people win the lottery and can't spend the money how they want to spend it? Yeah. Nobody. Anyone's, and this is this is what's happened to us. We've won the lottery and we can't spend I'll just our money. Say, though, before I go, the argument I have with rival fans when they say to me about City with the money, yeah, and they always throw it in your face. Mind Look, we had an owner who was in exile. He had his money frozen. He was couldn't get access to his money. We old players transfer fees we couldn't pay the wages so when Sheikh Mansour comes along and says look I'm going to buy your club for 200 million clear all your club's debts and give you a billion to spend on players what am I meant to turn around and say as a fan I don't want it Exactly. I'll I'll carry on fighting relegation every year is that what I'm meant to say because let me tell you I'd say at least 90% 80 80 to 90% of clubs up and down this country would have said yes to that money and Manchester United fans would now with the situation they're in if a Sheikh came along and said we'll we'll give the Glazers the 2 billion for it and give you a billion on (laughs) players they would take it regardless of where the money comes from or who's spending it all this notion where the money comes from and it's sport washing what city you're doing I've heard that mentioned tonight Mm. because everything they get because it's coming from a a country where it's you know there's a lot of political stuff going on there that's not right does anyone really are United fans at the moment really bother where the money's come from for Fernandez? are they really uh, all the big money in the world comes from somewhere when you paper chase it comes from somewhere it shouldn't this is a subject that's going to run on and on and on thanks very much to charleslouis.co.uk sponsor the podcast they're chartered mortgage advisors have a look at the website charleslouis.co.uk there's a phone number on there a lot of information thanks very much to the guys for sponsoring us uh, and thanks very much as I said to you three good luck to City in the appeal and I mean that from the bottom <laughs> of my heart and I have a lot of faith and trust in Manchester City and the people there and I'm confident that, that they can do something about Bring this on West Ham. so let's West just there. see what happens now and follow this story thanks very much for listening another podcast in a couple of days City Matters special it seems almost trivial now, but if you've got questions for the City Matters Committee about what happens at home match days, then, then send me the questions. Um, see you next time.